This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Well, we have that foggy start again, thanks to the rain we picked up again yesterday afternoon. So make sure you give yourself a little extra time, slow down, low beams, that whole thing. As you're heading into work, probably through about late morning. Otherwise, partly sunny today, a little more sunshine accumulating as we go through the day and a high in the upper 80s. A nationwide sporting goods retailer with humble beginnings in Binghamton is planning a huge shopping and destination development back in Broome County. The Stack family has announced Dick Sporting Goods plans to operate a massive House of Sport concept store at the former Oakdale Mall in Johnson City. The 140,000 square foot location would be the largest of the company's new House of Sport sites. Dick Sporting Goods Executive Chairman Edward Stack used the background of the B.C. Now the Dick's Sporting Goods open to announce the project yesterday. It'll be located where the Macy's Department Store had operated on the south end of the mall off Harriel Drive. The store in the future, Oakdale Commons, will feature an indoor climbing wall, batting cages, and a glass elevator. Outdoor amenities will be part of the House of Sport complex with a turf field that can also be used as a skating rink during the winter. The new store is expected to open sometime next year. Dick Sporting Goods was started by Dick Stack in Binghamton on the east side in 1948. The company, which is headquarters in the Pittsburgh area, now operates several hundred stores across the country. WMBF First News Time, 6.05. The investigation is continuing over a week after a wrong-way driver collided with a car on the Vestal Parkway, leaving a couple dead. The Broome County District Attorney's Office is involved in the investigation along with the Vestal Police. Authorities say no charges have been filed and no additional information can be released at this time in connection with a head-on collision August 8th near University Plaza that left a Johnson City husband and wife dead. 57-year-old Alfred Latessa was pronounced dead at the scene of the collision, which happened between Murray Hill Road and Plaza Drive. His wife, 60-year-old Paula Latessa, was taken to Wilson Hospital, where she died a short time later. The obituaries for the couple appear in today's paper. Investigators say... The Latessas were in a Nissan sedan that was traveling west on the parkway when it was hit by a Chevrolet Equinox driven by 31-year-old Stephen Moran of Binghamton that was traveling east in the westbound lanes of the divided roadway. Moran was treated for unspecified injuries at Wilson Hospital following the crash shortly before 11 p.m. in a work zone where that greenway pedestrian and bicycle pathway is being constructed. WMBF for First News Time, 607 the Shenango County Health Department warns rabies has been identified in local wildlife and any wild animal acting strangely near residential areas should be considered dangerous. Dogs and cats should be up to date on rabies vaccinations and dogs should be wearing a current license tag on their collar. Anyone in or out of Shenango County can contact their veterinarian or local health department for information on rabies vaccinations. If a pet has had an interaction with an animal suspected of having rabies, the owner should not handle their pet. The health department says, quote, if you must attend to your pet, wear gloves, long sleeves, and use extreme caution. You can be exposed to rabies from lingering saliva on a pet's fur. The pet should be isolated and allowed the saliva to dry to kill the virus. 
Wild animals should be enjoyed from a distance. Do not attempt to feed, approach, or touch wildlife. Do not trap and relocate skunks. That can spread rabies to other areas. If you have a nuisance animal, contact a professional wildlife control agent. If you see an animal acting abnormally, contact environmental health officials. If you or a loved one is bitten by a wild or domestic animal, wash the exposed site immediately with soap and water. Seek medical care and report the bite to public health experts. Well, authorities also do not want people to overreact. The health department advisory says, quote, do not kill healthy appearing animals merely due to this warning. For more information, call 607-337-1673. Truth Farm will once again hold its annual Trail of Truth event to commemorate the lives lost to substance abuse disorder tomorrow at the Broome County Courthouse in Binghamton. The event comes in advance of the Binghamton organization taking Trail of Truth to the national level next month. Over 70 organizations will come together to call for immediate access to treatment and the end of discrimination in medical care for substance abuse. The organizations have planned a national trail of truth in March on Washington, D.C., September 24th. Beginning in 2016 in Broome County, the Trail of Truth has become a yearly display to give faces to the stories of those lost to and to advocate Eliminate the stigma associated with substance use disorder and the treatment of those afflicted in the criminal justice system. Tomorrow in Binghamton, in addition to the photos, mementos, and stories from the families, the keynote speaker will be Beth Macy, author of Dope Sick, Dealers, Doctors, and the Drug Company that Addicted America, on which the Hulu TV series Dope Sick was based. Truth Farm will also offer overdose recognition and reversal training, and all community members who receive training during the event will be provided with a free Narcan kit. Events begin at 2 p.m. with the opening for viewing of the Family Memorial Cemetery. Attendees are asked to wear black, and those who have suffered a loss are free to bring a poster of their loved one. It's 610, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. For eligible, this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a Town Square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, August 19th. It's 611. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Also, if you're traveling Vestal Parkway this weekend, just be aware that Binghamton University students are moving back in, so you might see some extra traffic out on Vestal Parkway this weekend, especially with that lane closure. And you might see some people who don't really know where they're going yet, so be patient, give yourself a little bit of extra travel time. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting, signed detours are posted in the area. 
We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen earlier this week, now won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th. So all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 59 degrees, 87% humidity, and pretty foggy out there. Today, areas of fog before 10 a.m., otherwise partly sunny, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 88. Tonight, patchy fog after 5 a.m., otherwise partly cloudy, a low near 63. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., patchy fog before 9 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny, a high near 89 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m., Partly cloudy, a low near 64 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Sunday, slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 87, chance of rain 50%. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, a low near 65 degrees, chance of rain 50%. It's 6.14, you're listening to WMBF. It's a... on WMBF, time for a check on sports. George Springer went 5-for-5, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a three-run homer to cap a five-run second inning, and the Toronto Blue Jays routed the slumping New York Yankees 9-2. Jose Barrios bounced back from a pair of rough outings to pitch six and two-thirds effective innings. The right-hander allowed two runs on six hits, struck out nine, and only walked one. Playing designated hitter for the sixth straight game, leadoff batter Springer had a double and four singles. It was the fourth five-hit game of his career. Coming off Josh Donaldson's walk-off Grand Slam against Tampa Bay, New York lost for the 13th time in 17 games. The Yankees are bad right now. They are very bad, and it's not fun to watch. Yankee fans are up in arms. Ever since the All-Star break, it felt like maybe the Yankees were going to turn another corner, get even better by adding Frankie Montas at the deadline, as well as a couple relievers, and getting rid of Joey Gallo sending him off to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Felt like the Yankees got better at the trade deadline. Not the case. They've been pretty much terrible since the All-Star break. Thought Josh Donaldson's Grand Slam might have been a turning point for the offense to get going again, but offense didn't show up yesterday. The Blue Jays take on the New York Yankees again tonight. Game starts at 7.05 for the Blue Jays. Kevin Gaussman on the mound, an 8-9 record, 3.16 ERA. For the Yankees, Jamison Tyone, 11-3 record, 3.95 ERA. Max Fried outpitched Jacob deGrom ever so slightly in a matchup of aces, and rookie Michael Harris II bounced a go-ahead double in the seventh inning that sent the Atlanta Braves over the New York Mets 3-2. Braves rookie Vaughn Grissom scored from first base on Harris's grounder to shallow center field in the ninth. Mets star Francisco Lindor was caught in no man's land on the bases and thrown out. And the Braves won three of four in the series and moved within three and a half games of the NL East leading Mets. 
New York has dropped three of four. Freed lasted seven innings, giving up two runs and four hits with no walks and six strikeouts. DeGrom allowed five hits and three runs with no walks and nine strikeouts in six and two-thirds innings. So rough series for the Mets. Was a good chance to really bury the Atlanta Braves in the division heading into the later part of August and early September. We could really take control of the NL East. Didn't work out that way. The Braves are still right there, only three and a half games back now. The Mets will take on the Philadelphia Phillies this weekend. The Mets on the road, 76 and 43, first in the NL East. The Phillies, 65 and 52, third in the NL East. For the Mets, Chris Bassett on the mound, a 10 and 7 record, 327 ERA. For the Phillies, Aaron Nola, an 8 and 9 record, 307 ERA. And the Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night, 7-4. Got RBIs from Zach Ashford, Carlos Cortez, Ronnie Mauricio, and Luke Ritter. Mauricio hit a home run, his 23rd of the season, a two-run shot in the fifth inning. And the Rumble Ponies will be back in action tonight at 635 against the Richmond Flying Squirrels. You can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 620 with Jacob Wilkins. It's 6.20 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks closed modestly higher after another day of choppy trading. The Dow rose 19 points and NASDAQ added 27 for the session and the S&P closed up 10. The gains put the markets just barely back into the green for the week. Investors are still worried about stubborn inflation and its impact on consumers. Earnings from big retailers and some of the latest economics reports, which show we are still spending, are a few pockets of resiliency. For the first time in two weeks, a number of Americans who filed for unemployment benefits fell, albeit slightly. Economists consider first-time claims a proxy for layoffs in the robust job market has been one of the few bright spots lately in the economy. Now, even with back-to-back -back increases in filings, the overall number had been historically low, and with this week's drop, it's even more so. Home sales fell by more than 20% in July from the same time last year to the slowest pace since the start of the pandemic. Daria Albinger, ABC News. At a hundred. Six twenty-three on WMBF. Now it's time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. The numbers are simply staggering, so I want to share them with you. In 2020, the latest year for which complete data is available, the CDC says more than 12 million Americans seriously thought about suicide. More than 3 million made a plan, more than 1 million made an attempt, and almost 46,000 people died by suicide. The National Alliance on Mental Illness says pervasive myths contribute to the stigma that can prevent people who are suicidal from seeking help. So let's debunk a few myths. Talking about suicide will not lead to or encourage suicide. If someone's mood improves, that does not mean the risk of suicide is gone. And yes, you can help stop someone from taking their life. Tell someone you're worried about how they're doing. Listen, show compassion, and then connect them with a trained professional. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The most effective healthcare is patient-focused. 
tomorrow's leading healthcare professionals are doing more than meeting patient expectations. At NRC Health, we help you connect with your patients in a deeper way with important insights into what really matters. It's an approach that's transforming the healthcare experience, creating better outcomes for patients and entire healthcare systems. It's time to access the power of human understanding. Start by going deeper at nrchealth.com. Dak Prescott here. Why do I choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because better sleep elevates my game. Only my Sleep Number 360 smart bed helps me fall asleep faster, keeps me cool, and effortlessly adjusts for my best sleep. The result? 28 minutes more restful sleep a night. That's more focus, more edge, and more highlights. And that means more wins for all of us. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus free delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Six twenty-seven on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August twenty-first. Also on Vestal Parkway this weekend, just be aware that Binghamton University students are returning to campus, so you might see some added delays in addition to that road work going on. And be patient, some of them don't know where they're going yet. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton was supposed to reopen earlier this week, but we have an update on that. It won't reopen now until 7 a.m. on August 29th, so all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 59 degrees, 87% humidity, and pretty foggy out there. Today sunny with a high near 83, tonight partly cloudy, a low near 62. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny, a high near 85, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m., partly cloudy, a low around 63 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Sunday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny, a high near 82, 50% chance of rain. And Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, a low near 63 degrees, and a chance of rain, 50%. At 6.30, you're listening to WMBF. Your new... This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning, it's 6.32, and as James established, quite foggy. This morning, again, low beams slow down. 
Once we get rid of the fog, partly sunny skies gradually becoming more sunny in the afternoon and a high in the mid-80s. A federal judge is ordering the Justice Department to put forward proposed redactions as he committed to making public at least part of the affidavit supporting the search warrant for former President Donald Trump's estate in Florida. U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhart yesterday gave the prosecutors a week to submit a copy of the affidavit with proposed redactions for the information it wants to keep secret. A prosecutor said the investigation into whether Trump illegally stored classified records is still in its early stages. A warning for Apple device users. There could be a security problem. If you have an Apple iPhone, iPad, or Mac, you may notice that you need to update your software. Don't put it off. Charge up your device and download it now. The company suggests you do it as soon as possible, saying up-to-date software is your best defense against what it's describing as serious vulnerabilities. Apple says out-of-date software could make it easier for hackers to take complete control of the devices. Daria Albinger, ABC News. WMBF First News Time 633. New York State Police say an East Meredith man is now facing vehicular homicide and other counts in connection with the May 26th crash on Route 23 in the town of Davenport in Delaware County that left a woman dead. State Police say 39-year-old Adam Bright was arrested Wednesday and charged in the head-on crash almost three months earlier in which the minivan he was driving collided with a tractor trailer at around 4 o'clock in the morning. Bright passenger 43 year old Stacy Stackow of Meredith was pronounced dead at the scene Bright was airlifted by helicopter to an area hospital with leg and pelvis industry injuries. The driver of the tractor-trailer, 53-year-old Michael Lutz of Oneana, suffered minor injuries and was treated at a local hospital and released. Troopers say their investigation has now resulted in Bright being charged with felony counts of aggravated vehicular homicide, aggravated vehicular assault, and aggravated unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle, as well as misdemeanor counts of aggravated unlicensed operation, driving while impaired by drugs, and reckless driving. The New York State Police say the investigation is continuing. The Broome County District Attorney's Office says a Binghamton man is going to prison after pleading guilty to attempted robbery, while a Johnson City man will be incarcerated after pleading guilty to grand larceny in two separate cases handled this week by the Broome County Courts. 34-year-old Douglas Holton of Binghamton pleaded guilty to attempted robbery. Prosecutors had said Holton had been caught shoplifting at the Johnson City Walmart June 14th and threatened to stab employees with a box cutter, enabling him to escape. Johnson City police were able to track him down a short time later and take him into custody. Holton is to be sentenced to five years in New York State prison, followed by five years post-release supervision when he is sentenced in November. Meanwhile, District Attorney Michael Korchak's office says 39-year-old Justin Smaltz of Johnson City admitted he stole over $1,000 worth of merchandise from Lowe's in Vestal by manipulating barcodes before using the self-checkout. According to the authorities, the theft happened on October 5th of last year, and Smaltz managed to pay $72.89 for items that were supposed to be worth $1,442. Smaltz pleaded guilty in Broome County Court to felony grand larceny. Prosecutors say Smeltz has been sentenced to serve four years in New York State prison. News release from the district attorney's office notes that Smaltz, quote, has a history of theft-related convictions, including felony criminal possession of stolen property, dating back to 20. 20- 12. 
And a Cortland woman is facing charges for allegedly leaving her infant in a vehicle unattended for an extended amount of time. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say 39-year-old Jolene Cooper is charged with endangering the welfare of a child. Authorities say they got a report shortly before 2.30 in the afternoon of August 14th. There was an infant inside an occupied vehicle, unoccupied vehicle for an extended period of time at the Price Chopper located on Route 14 in the town of Cortlandville. The child was evaluated at the scene by ambulance crews and turned over to family members. Authorities say that the mother was processed on the child endangerment count and released on her own recognizance. It's 637, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. First... on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, as always, alongside Kathy White. It never fails. Never fails. Dick's Sporting Goods open. We could have the driest summer on record, and as soon as they start playing golf and enjoy, it rains. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that how... It's it's funny how that always works out like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like one weekend of the year. It's like, you know what? It hasn't rained much. We have almost every county in New York under a drought watch right now, so... It's not the worst thing in the world if it doesn't rain this weekend for the Dicks Open. Yeah, it, it has been nice getting the rain, though, I must say, as somebody that has a little bit of a garden. But I, it was funny that, uh, you know, of course, all the local TV stations are all out there at the, the Open. And it was funny that the, the one meteorolog- meteorologist said, you know... It always happens, you know, you can be the driest in weather, but he didn't say so much as the the golf tournament. He says, you try to be outside to do a live newscast outside, and that's when it's going to rain. Yeah, it's pouring and it rain poured. on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty bad for a stretch yesterday yeah, with the rain. It, right around news time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I just sat there laughing. Yeah. Well, that's that's how it works, right? Whatever the worst possible situation is going to be, like that's what's going to happen just because the universe Parades, has a cruel yeah, way of being like, oh, you got an outdoor event going on? Or yeah. like Speedy Fest? Yeah, you're going through a heat wave right now. It's going to be 98 or degrees at Speedy Fest. Oh, whatever. you got a golf tournament? Rain. It's yeah. going to rain today. <laughs> the universe is cruel in the way that it deals <laughs> out weather. Lots of stuff going on this weekend. I think is is it Shakespeare in the Park is also going on for EPAC. I think that's this weekend. You've got uh, the Truth Farm doing their thing tomorrow with their uh, annual memorial to the people lost due to substance abuse, and uh, you've got the illumination thing at the zoo. I went you've to got that the yesterday. Garlic Festival. I finally made it to the the Lantern Festival at the zoo yesterday. Did you do? Yeah, I, I haven't been yet. It was, and it was a little bit rainy last night. Not so much that while I was there, it was raining, but it had rained pretty hard earlier. And you go on the path, and it's like under all these trees, and yeah. the ground was wet, and there was still rain droplets coming down from the trees How and stuff. How fantastic were the the lanterns, though? It was amazing. And I'll say, you know, I, I had a little bit of a background on what to expect. Obviously, when I first heard about it, I said, oh, it's just going to be these little tiny lanterns yeah, they put yeah, up yeah. around the zoo. And then we saw the pictures, and I was like, oh, these are, like, really big displays. So Sculptures. Yeah, yeah, this is, like, a whole event. And then I actually went in person, and I was walking through, and I was like, this is, like, I could spend, like, an hour and a half here if I wanted to, just kind of looking at lanterns. I might just go around twice. Um, now, now, somebody asked, I had a caller, and I had to say I hadn't gone yet. 
Um, one of the things that a person was asking about was, is it is there a lot of blinking lights? There's a fair amount of blinking lights. There's some blinking lights? Yeah, most okay. most of the lantern displays are just, you know, they are what they are. Static. There's lights. Yeah, they're static. Okay. Uh, some of the lanterns actually move. That was a surprise to me. I knew that. Me. Yeah, uh, and they have one that's this gigantic peacock lantern that it blinks. It's got blinking lights on it, and the lights move on it, so it's like kind of a, like a wave display. Okay. But... I don't know, every like five minutes or so or two minutes, whatever the timing is. I think it, they were talking more like the blinking Christmas lights thing that they were wondering about. Yeah, they do have some of those too. They kind of, they're supposed to be like fireworks that they hang from the tops of the okay. trees down there. So there are some blinking lights there. Uh, right. And the, the peacock display is, I don't know why they chose the peacock to make it the big display, but it's massive and, you know, it's, it, expands. Like sometimes the feathers will go down behind the peacock and it's still like very big, but then, like every couple minutes or so, it, it the feathers a, go up tails. and it gets yeah. colorful and it like just continues like a, like to stretch it out. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to take a picture of it and I kept having to back up because I'm like, I, like the feathers are getting longer. This is <laughs> what's happening right now, and I almost ran out of room to be able to fit the whole peacock in the picture. But no, the pictures came out pretty good and cool. Yeah, I would highly recommend the zoo to and, anybody and also, to go now, to that. That's going to be going on through October. And then the other huge, 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 huge draw coming up in a little over a week. Um, I want to say it's the first weekend of September is uh, Luma with the projection um, art on the buildings where actually the buildings come to life downtown. And that's of most of the, the illuminations are free. And if you've never seen that, I think this is the eighth year for it. You can go online and look at Luma Festival and you know, it all started in Binghamton, and we've got artists from all over the world coming for that. But uh, check out some of the video from s some of the past Luma uh, events, and that's another thing. It's like blow you away. Yeah, and Porch Fest on the horizon. Porch Fest, I think, is this weekend as well, right? Uh, it's this weekend or next weekend. It's coming up. We're about to get there. So big closeout to the summer for Binghamton. We got the Beach Bash. We got the Illumination for Conservation. We got all these different events going on. Porch garlic. Fest, Luma Fest, Garlic Fest. All this stuff going on in Binghamton right now. We're closing out the summer in style. Yes, yeah, it continues into the fall. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes on. And then we get into Oktoberfest. Woohoo! Yeah, and then it's going to be cold for six months. Well, then we have stuff in the wintertime, too. Yeah. I mean, we don't have Indoor first stuff. night anymore, but we still have some stuff for the winter. Indoor stuff in the winter only. And some outdoor stuff, too. Oh, boy. At 644, you're listening to WMBF. Some... Six forty-six on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August twenty-first. Also on Vestal Parkway this weekend, be aware that Binghamton University students are returning to campus. So build in some extra travel time if you're trying to get around Vestal Parkway this weekend. There's going to be some additional traffic. And of course that scheduled road work that we already knew about. But some of the new kids won't know where they're going, so be patient with them. 
State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are posted in the area. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen earlier this week, now won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th. So all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 59 degrees. Some foggy weather outside. 87% humidity. Today sunny with a high near 83. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 62. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 85, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low near 63 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Sunday, slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny, a high near 82, 50% chance of rain, and Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, a low near 63 degrees, 50% chance of rain. It's 649, you're listening to WMBF. Even though people... on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. The big thing that science fiction writers consistently got wrong was robots. Most thought that humanoid robots would be common by now. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Post a job for free and find qualified candidates quickly at linkedin.com slash Kim. George Jetson's robot housekeeper was named Rosie. Robin Williams played the robot butler, Andrew, in Bicentennial Man. Robots have been the stuff of movies for decades now, so where are they? Enter Elon Musk. He promises to unveil Tesla's Optimus humanoid robot on Friday, September 30th, AI Day. That's just six weeks from today. Musk is banking on two versions. One, to replace humans in boring or dangerous jobs. The other, to work in private homes, cooking, mowing lawns, vacuuming, and even caring for the elderly. Both versions are 5'8", and they weigh about 150 pounds. Both can pick up very heavy objects. Musk says that they're going to cost much less than a Tesla car. We can only hope that they work better than Tesla's autopilot. Learn more at commando.com. Prices on just about everything are rising. But thanks to CarShield, I don't have to worry about how much it's going to cost to fix my car when it breaks down. Their price will never go up, and they help handle everything. That's why I love them. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month that cover more parts than ever before. When you need a repair, there's no paperwork or headaches. CarShield will even take care of you when your car breaks down on the side of a road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, courtesy towing, and rental car options at no extra cost. So as long as you cover your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs. Get coverage like I did. Go to carshield.com slash Kim or call 800-391-8888 to save 10% on your plan. That's carshield.com slash Kim 
or call 800-391-8888 to save 10%. That's carshield.com slash Kim. The Illumin... on WMBF. Time for an update on sports. George Springer went 5-for-5. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a three-run homer to cap a five-run second inning, and the Toronto Blue Jays routed the slumping New York Yankees 9-2. Jose Barrios bounced back from a pair of rough outings to pitch six and two-thirds effective innings. The right-hander allowed two runs on six hits, struck out nine, and walked only one. Playing designated hitter for the sixth straight game, leadoff batter Springer, had a double and four singles. It was the fourth five-hit game of his career. And coming off Josh Donaldson's walk-off grand slam against Tampa Bay, New York lost for the 13th time in 17 games. So it seems that dramatic win against the Tampa Bay Rays yesterday, or two days ago, with the Josh Donaldson walk-off grand slam, well, it's not enough to turn the Yankees' offense around. They've been asleep at the wheel since the All-Star break. Yankees and Jays face off again tonight. The Jays right now 63-54, and 54, third in the AL East. The Yankees 73-46, and 46, still first in the AL East. Going for the Blue Jays, Kevin Gaussman, an 8-9 record, 3-16 ERA. For the Yankees, Jameson Tyone, 11-3 record, 3-95 ERA. Max Fried outpitched Jacob deGrom ever so slightly in a matchup of aces, and rookie Michael Harris II bounced to go-ahead double in the seventh inning. That sent the Atlanta Braves over the New York Mets 3-2. Braves rookie Vaughn Grissom scored from first base on Harris's grounder to shallow center field. In the ninth, Mets star Francisco Lindor was caught in no man's land on the bases and thrown out. The Braves won three of four in the series and moved within three and a half games of the NL East leading Mets. New York has dropped three of four. Freed lasted seven innings, giving up two runs and four hits with no walks and six strikeouts. DeGrom allowed five hits and three runs with no walks and nine strikeouts in six and two-thirds innings. So an opportunity wasted by the Mets there. A good chance to bury the Braves in the division heading into September and then the postseason. But now the Braves only three and a half games back from the Mets in the NL East. And the Braves have been hot since dropping four of five against the Mets last weekend. The Mets face off with the Phillies this weekend. Mets 76 and 43 right now, first in the NL East. The Phillies 65 and 52, third in the NL East. For the Mets, Chris Bassett, a 10-7 record, 3.27 ERA. And the Phillies will throw Aaron Nola, an 8-9 record, 3.07 ERA. And the Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night, 7-4, against the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Got RBIs from Ashford, Cortez, Mauricio, and Ritter. Mauricio hit a two-run homer in the fifth inning, his 23rd home run of the year. That's a good win for the Rumble Ponies. They'll be back in action tonight at 6.35. You can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. 659, you're listening to WMBF. It's a- this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio Closing out our number one of WMBF's first news on this Friday, August 19th. We got two more hours coming up of first news. Then we'll hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. That's your chance to call in, talk about some local issues. We got a lot of local stuff going on, so I'm expecting a lot of calls today. 
But up next, we got ABC News. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. Starting off the day with some more fog has been pretty much the same story every morning for the past few days. 61 degrees right now. Fair skies at the airport, but down in the river valleys, you're going to be running into some thick areas. Partly sunny, gradually becoming more sunny in the afternoon. A high today getting into the upper 80s. The investigation is continuing over a week after a wrong-way driver collided with a car on the Vestal Parkway, leaving a couple dead. The Broome County District Attorney's Office is involved now in the investigation, along with the Vestal Police. Authorities say no charges have been filed so far, and no additional information can be released at this time. In connection with the head-on collision August 8th near University Plaza that left a Johnson City man and his wife dead. 57-year-old Alfred Latessa was pronounced dead at the scene of the collision, which happened between Murray Hill Road and Plaza Drive. His wife, 60-year-old Paula Latessa, was taken to Wilson Hospital, where she died a short time later. Investigators said the Latessas were in a Nissan sedan that was traveling west on the parkway when it was hit by a Chevrolet Equinox driven by 31-year-old Stephen Moran of Binghamton that was traveling east in the westbound lanes of the divided roadway. Moran was treated for unspecified injuries at Wilson Hospital following the crash shortly before 11 p.m. in a work zone where the Greenway pedestrian and bicycle pathway is currently under construction. A nationwide sporting goods retailer with humble beginnings in Binghamton is planning a huge shopping and destination development back in Broome County. The Stack family has announced Dick Sporting Goods plans to operate a massive House of Sport concept store at the former Oakdale Mall in Johnson City. The 140,000 square foot location would be the largest of the company's new house of sports sites. Dick's Sporting Goods Executive Chairman Edward Stack using the backdrop of the Dick's Open Golf Tournament in Endicott yesterday announced the project. It'll be located where the Macy's department store had operated on the south end of the mall off Harry L. Drive. The store in the future, Oakdale Commons, will feature an indoor climbing wall, batting cages, and a glass elevator. Outdoor amenities will be part of the House of Sport complex with a turf field that also can be used as a skating rink during the winter. The new store is expected to open sometime next year. Dick Sporting Goods was started by Dick Stack in Binghamton on the east side in 1948. The company, which is headquartered now, now in the Pittsburgh area, operates several hundred stores. The Shenango County Health Department warns rabies has been identified in local wildlife and any wild animal acting strangely near residential areas should be considered dangerous. Dogs and cats should be up to date on rabies vaccinations and dogs should be wearing a current license tag on their collar. Anyone in or out of Shenango County can contact their veterinarian or local health department for information on rabies vaccinations. If a pet has had interaction with any animal suspected of having rabies, the owner should not handle their pet. The health department says, quote, if you must handle, attend, your, attend to your pet, wear gloves, long sleeves, and use extreme caution. You can be exposed to rabies from lingering saliva on a pet's fur. The pet should be isolated and allow the saliva to dry to kill the virus. Wild animals should be enjoyed from a distance. Do not attempt to feed, approach, or touch wildlife. Do not trap and relocate skunks. This can spread rabies to other areas. If you have a nuisance animal, contact a professional wildlife control agent. If you see an animal acting abnormally, contact environmental health officials. 
If you or a loved one is bitten by a wild or domestic animal, wash the exposed site immediately with soap and water. Seek medical attention and report the bite to public health officials. Authorities also don't want people to overreact. The health department advisory says, quote, do not kill healthy appearing animals merely due to this warning. For more information, call 607-337-1673 or your local health department. WMBF First News Time, 708. Playing with toy guns in New York is going to look a little different as Governor Kathy Hochul has signed legislation to toughen regulations concerning what are called imitation weapons. Years ago, a rule was made that toy guns need to have a bright tip to indicate it's not a real weapon. Now, state law is specifying imitation weapons must be even more easily identified by no longer being allowed to come in gray, black, blue, silver, or aluminum. In addition to the banned colors, the law states toy guns must be brightly colored, either white or vibrant shades of red, orange, yellow, green, blue, pink, purple, or be completely transparent or translucent with clear plastic. Statistics cited by the governor's office show there have been 63 shootings where an imitation weapon was used but mistaken for the real thing, leading to eight deaths. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 7.11 on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Also on Vestal Parkway this weekend, be advised that Binghamton University students are moving back in this weekend. So you might see some additional delays on top of that traffic delay that from that right lane closure on eastbound State Route 434. And you're going to see a lot of people who don't know where they're going yet because it's their first day in Binghamton. I remember that pretty well. So give them a break. They're still learning. Plan some extra travel time. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen earlier this week, now won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 81% humidity. Maybe some fog still out there on the roads in some parts of Binghamton this morning. Today, sunny with a high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low near 62. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. 
Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Mostly sunny, a high near 85, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low near 63, 30% chance of rain. Sunday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 a.m. Then a slight chance of showers between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. And then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Mostly sunny, a high near 82, 50% chance of rain. And Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, with a low near 63, a 50% chance of rain. It's 713, you're listening to WMBF. First, we call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Hey everyone, this is James Kelly from WMBF. And the weekend is upon us, so you know what that means. It's time to get to work on those car or truck projects you've been putting off all week. The best place to do that is JR Upholstery at 20 Emma Street in Binghamton because they're well known for their customer service and family atmosphere, so you know they'll take the time to make sure you leave happy with the way your car or truck turned out. They can do a variety of things for your vehicle, including adding a remote starter, perfect for these Binghamton winters, adding a snowplow, also helpful during a Binghamton winter, so I'm told. They can line the bed of your truck with their ultra-strong Patriot liner, and they take really careful care when they're doing it. And adding a truck cap that's both easy to install and easy to use, so no more stretching or pulling on your truck cap when you're trying to keep out rain, snow, or leaves as the winter weather approaches. There's nowhere in Binghamton area where you can be as sure that you're getting the best possible service for your car or truck. JNR Upholstery has been part of the Binghamton community since 1968, and they have an experienced and knowledgeable staff that can answer any questions you have about your car or truck project. So head on down to JNR Upholstery at 20 Emma Street in Binghamton, or give them a call at 607-797-6832 for all your car or truck needs. That's 20 Emma Street in Binghamton, or give them a call at 607-797-6832 and get back on the road in style. The end. Seven eighteen on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. George Springer went 5-for-5. Five five. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a three-run homer to cap a five-run second inning, and the Toronto Blue Jays routed the slumping New York Yankees 9-2. Jose Barrios bounced back from a pair of rough outings to pitch six and two-thirds effective innings. The right-hander allowed two runs on six hits, struck out nine, and walked only one. Playing designated hitter for the sixth straight game, leadoff batter Springer had a double and four singles. It was the fourth five-hit game of his career, coming off Josh Donaldson's walk-off Grand Slam against Tampa Bay. New York lost for the 13th time in 17 games. Tonight for the Blue Jays, Kevin Gaussman on the mound, an 8-9 record, 3.16 ERA. For the Yankees, Jameson Tyone, an 11-3 record, 3.95 ERA. Max Fried outpitched Jacob deGrom ever so slightly in a matchup of aces, and rookie Michael Harris II bounced a go-ahead double in the seventh inning. That sent the Atlanta Braves over the New York Mets 3-2. Braves rookie Vaughn Grissom scored from first base on Harris's grounder to shallow center field. In the ninth, Mets star Francisco Lindor was caught in no man's land on the bases and thrown out. The Braves won 3-4 in the series and moved within three and a half games of the NL East leading Mets. New York has dropped 3-4. Freed lasted seven innings, giving up two runs and four hits with no walks and six strikeouts. DeGrom allowed five hits and three runs with no walks and nine strikeouts in six and two-thirds innings. 
The Mets take on the Phillies tonight. For the Mets, Chris Bassett, 10 and 7 record, 3.27 ERA. For the Phillies, Aaron Nola, an 8 and 9 record, 3.07 ERA. And the Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night 7 to 4 against the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Got RBIs from Ashford, Cortez, Mauricio, and Ritter. Mauricio hit his 23rd homer of the year, a two-run shot in the fifth inning. The Rumble Ponies are back in action tonight at 6:35. And you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6:20 with Jacob Wilkins. It's 7:20 on WMBF. That's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A day of stock trading that began with minor losses ended with minor gains. The Dow Jones rose about 19 points yesterday to close just below 34,000. The S&P and the Nasdaq each ended the day about two-tenths of one percent higher. Higher mortgage rates and prices that are still near record levels helped to push existing home sales down nearly 6% in July compared to the month before and more than 20% below July of 2021. That's according to the National Association of Realtors. The best-known cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, is watching over its shoulder as Ether gains favor among investors. That digital currency has doubled in value since hitting bottom in June, while Bitcoin is up about 30% since the same time. Here's new evidence that you're cutting the cable. Nielsen data shows that for the first time ever, Americans spent more TV viewing time last month streaming than watching cable television. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Almost three. Seven twenty-two on WMBF, and it's Friday in the seven o'clock hour. That means we have Foodie Friday with Kathy White. And it is the last dessert potluck of the season, so I had to come up with a dessert again. I don't usually do desserts. I'm more of a savory cook than a sweet cook, but, uh, you know, I'm participating in this thing. So I want to thank the people that sent me different versions of, including Valerie, that sent me different versions for coconut macaroons. I kind of did a bunch of research and came up with my own version. And this is a disclaimer so I don't get sued. This recipe for coconut macaroons gives a certain nod to a certain candy bar that has nuts while its friends does not. It celebrates almonds with a certain degree of joy. Just saying. No hidden innuendos there. (laughs) Yeah, I call this coconut macaroon a la happy almonds. What what I did was I found there's there's different ways of making coconut macaroons from just with plain egg white mixed in with the coconut to whipping the egg whites before folding in the the coconut. And this particular way of doing it, I actually cook, if you will, not not really cook, but kind of cook, dissolve the sugar into the egg whites over a double boiler, which is just a little simmering water. Then you have a bowl over top of that and you whisk it all together. And it really makes for a nice creamy texture. And then the whole thing with the one kind has nuts, the other doesn't. What I did was after I got done baking the macaroons, which you can stop right there because they're delicious right there. I melted together a combination of milk chocolate and semi-sweet chocolate. So it kind of had that balance. And then I dipped just the bottom of the macaroons into the chocolate. And then I set those down in a pile of crushed almonds. And it's really good. 
all the Foodie Friday dishes are really good. Well, yeah, there's some that I'm more happy about than others, and these make me very joyful. <laughs> yeah, and you, you got a lot of joy for those almonds. Oh, that yeah, they, they came out good. Sorry you didn't get any because I had to save them all for the the potluck. But uh, the thing is, another thing that I want to say is when you're using good ingredients, you get a good product out. Now, one of the things that I'm kind of a stickler on is if I'm going to be using an, an almond or a vanilla extract, especially with vanilla, I don't like to use an imitation vanilla extract. I like to use a good real vanilla that is farmed in ethical ways, sustainable, and that's an important thing. And you can find out all about that kind of stuff with all sorts of food products by talking to our friends at Down to Earth Whole Foods at 305 Grant Avenue in Endicott. They have things like organic honey. There's there's a lot of stuff that you can mess around with and you can get the imitation because you're saving money, but you end up with something that's not so good. And they have a lot of good stuff down at Down to Earth Whole Foods. I have to tell you, I went on their Facebook just a little while ago. I wish I had seen this earlier in this week. They had a cheesy broccoli casserole that I saw the picture of this, and I just wanted to crawl through the computer screen to get at it. Their deli, their little cafe they've got there over at 305 Grant Avenue, right over by UE High School, they have all sorts of delicious dishes. They can go in and grab something for lunch or to take away, maybe take home for dinner. Lasagna, any way you want it this week. They had a special with Kansas City Chili. You want to make sure you... See what they got going on over in the kitchen, what fresh produce they have coming in, what kind of meats and other things that are organic and good for you, supplements, all the nine yards. Down to Earth Whole Foods, 305 Grant Avenue in Endicott. They're open 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., seven days a week. Give them a call, 607-785-2338. They have curbside pickup. They have delivery. And make sure you see what's going on on Facebook and Twitter. And thanks to Down to Earth Whole Foods, Grant Avenue in Endicott, for bringing you Foodie Friday. Check out the macaroon recipe that will bring you joy on our website, WMBF.com. Yes, definitely go to WMBF.com if you find joy in almonds. No innuendos. I think the picture came out pretty good, too. It did. Yeah, I saw the picture. It looked really good. It's 727. You're listening to WMBF. First. WMBF. 7.29 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Also this weekend on Vestal Parkway, be aware Binghamton University students are moving back in, so you might see some additional delays and some people who don't quite know where they're going yet, so plan a little extra travel time on Vestal Parkway this weekend and be patient with the new kids. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are posted in the area. An update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen earlier this week now won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th. 
So while local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, a signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 81% humidity. Might see some fog out on the roads there this morning. Today sunny with a high near 83 degrees. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 62. Tomorrow a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. But mostly sunny, a high near 85 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low near 63 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Sunday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 82, a 50% chance of rain. And Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, a low near 63, chance of rain 50%. 7.31, you're listening to WMBF. You want this is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 61 degrees at six at 733. Improving conditions. We have some fog around this morning, then gradually becoming sunny. A high today into the upper 80s. The housing market's come down from its high-flying days earlier this year is deepening, with home sales in July falling for the sixth straight month. Sharply higher mortgage rates, surging inflation, and prices that remain near all-time highs are making homes less affordable. The National Association of Realtors said to yesterday that sales fell 20.2% from July last year, reaching the slowest pace since May 2020 near the start of the pandemic. The sister of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un says her country will never accept South Korea President Yoon Suk-yeol's foolish offer of economic benefits in exchange for denuclearization steps, accusing Seoul of recycling rejected proposals from the past. Kim Jo-yong said that the president would have done better to shut his mouth rather than talk nonsense. She also questioned the sincerity of South Korea's calls for improved bilateral relations while Seoul holds military drills with the United States and lets activists fly propaganda leaflets across the border. Yoon had expressed hope for meaningful dialogue with the North over his aid for disarmament proposal. WMBF First News Time, 734. New York State Police say an East Meredith man is now facing vehicular homicide and other counts in connection with a May 26 crash on Route 23 in the town of Davenport in Delaware County that left a woman dead. State police say 39-year-old Adam Bright was arrested Wednesday and charged in the head-on crash almost three months earlier in which the minivan he was driving collided with a tractor trailer around 4 in the morning. Bright's passenger, 43-year-old Stacy Stackow of Meredith, died at the scene. Bright was airlifted by helicopter to an area hospital with leg and pelvis injuries. The driver of the tractor trailer, 53-year-old Michael Lutz of Oneana, suffered minor injuries and was treated at a local hospital and released. 
Troopers say their investigation has now resulted in Bright being charged with felony counts of aggravated vehicular homicide, aggravated vehicular assault, and aggravated unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle, as well as misdemeanor counts of aggravated unlicensed operation, driving while impaired by drugs, and reckless driving. The New York State Police say their investigation is continuing. The Broome County District Attorney's Office says a Binghamton man is going to prison after pleading guilty to attempted robbery while a Johnson City man will be incarcerated after pleading guilty to grand larceny in two separate cases handled this week by the Broome County Courts. 34-year-old Douglas Holton of Binghamton pleaded guilty to attempted robbery. Prosecutors had said that Holton had been caught shoplifting at the Johnson City Walmart June 14th and threatened to stab employees with a box cutter, enabling him to escape. Johnson City Police were able to track him down a short time later and take him into custody. Holton is to be sentenced to five years in New York State Prison, followed by five years post-release supervision when he's sentenced in November. Meanwhile, District Attorney Michael Korchak's office says 39-year-old Justin Smollett of Johnson City admitted he stole over $1,000 worth of merchandise from Lowe's and Vestal by manipulating the barcodes before using the self-checkout. According to authorities, the theft happened on October 5th of last year, and Smoltz managed to pay $72 and change for the items that were worth $1,442. Smoltz pleaded guilty in Broome County Court to felony grand larceny. Prosecutors say Smoltz has now been sentenced to serve four years in New York State Prison. The news release from the DA's office notes that Smoltz has a history of theft-related convictions dating back to 2012. WMBF News Time 737. Increased development and activity around Binghamton University Health Sciences Campus in Johnson City and the addition of some di- diagonal parking spots are translating into a change in driving habits for motorists in the village. The village board on Wednesday approved making two streets in the Center Village District one way effective immediately. Ozalid Road at the end of Corliss Avenue is now one way from Corliss to Main Street, while Lewis Street is now a one-way from Willow Street to Jenison Avenue. It's 737, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Your new... on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, as always, joined by Kathy White. Ready for this week to be over. It's been a long one. Has it? Yeah, this is probably the longest week I've had since I started here in Binghamton. Just the timing of news events, the timing of other stories I'm working on. I've been out and about all week, and I'm ready to go home today, take a nice long nap, and then as soon as I wake up from the nap, go right back to bed for at least 12 hours. Well, that's what happens when you start to get old. Yeah, you start caring more about napping than doing fun things. <laughs> happy birthday. Oh, you had to sneak so that in, So anyway, <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah, I had to sneak it in. Happy birthday. Is it also Randy's birthday? No. Oh. I saw uh, out in the kitchen, we got cookies there for Randy and James for their birthdays. Whoever Randy is. Whoever Randy is. That's just one of the other Town Square media employees. Yeah, Nobody that, special. That he works upstairs. His his birthday is next Tuesday. Next I Tuesday. I believe next Tuesday. Plus we're getting ahead on the birthdays. Tuesday. A lot of birthdays in August. We had uh, one of the sales guys, his little cubicle got all decorated. Oh, yeah. 
So that's an August birthday. Roger Neal's birthday is Monday. Oh. Okay. I don't ask me how I know that. I wish I had known that yesterday. I would have said happy birthday when he was on yesterday. Well, okay. he's going to be back today at 10.15 with Bob Joseph, so maybe I'll just pop in while Bob's trying to do an interview and interrupt it to say, happy birthday, Roger. <laughs> and go, oh, thank you. Thank you, yeah. James. Thank you, James. That's I think outstanding. It's, outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> I think I could do a much better Roger Neal impression than I can Bob Joseph. I'm working on my Bob Joseph one. It's, I'll show it you takes my Bob Joseph sometime. Yeah. Um, the guy that I was telling you about that parks cars for the uh, golf tournament in his his yard, and he also is a volunteer. He's got the nice, you know, pretty Dick's Sporting Goods, Dick's Open shirts. He's got a whole years and years of, you know, different colored shirts. His birthday was the beginning of the month, so happy birthday to my my other gym friend. His birthday. Nice. Birthday. I wish this, I had. This volunteered is a good good month for gyms. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had volunteered for the Dicks Open to be one of the people who sits in a lawn chair and, and goes, holds up the quiet sign. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the Shut best your job. Mouth. <laughs> yeah, you get to sit there, you watch everybody play golf. Few professionals out there. John Daly out there. And you just I don't know what my friend Jim up. and his wife Chris do. I just know that they volunteer every year. Yeah, it's a cool event. I hope he's I, a golfer, so he he's in heaven. He loves it. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to try to go out there again tomorrow at some point during the day. Um, of course, someone's got to be ready to upload all of Roger's live updates from here. So I'll be doing a little bit of that, but I want to get there for at least an hour tomorrow just to kind of see what it's like when it's the actual tournament i only went for the pro-am on wednesday yeah. so far but like see the whole tournament see the crowds see everybody going yeah wild, now it's getting quietly. back to normal with you know post throes of the pandemic even though the pandemic is still going on but it's just it's getting back to normal and it's such a beautiful course and there's such a long history of how endicott johnson uh built the course for the the workers and you know we've heard a lot about the history of of the course when uh jerry smith comes in our historian to talk about it one of the uh, the the areas one of the holes is shaped like a shoe that's a good one endicott johnson shoes of course yeah, yeah, oh yeah that makes sense kind of neat kind of neat stuff kind of neat stuff but yeah and and it was kind of fun to listen to some of the uh the golfers that they were talking to some of the tv stations were talking to because they seemed to pick all the ones that had really thick accents there was one guy that was obviously irish they had another guy that was australian and i i'm pretty good hearing accents but i was like switching my ear from accent to accent when that's that's pretty cool that this is drawing people from all over and such great high degree golfers and caliber of golfers now it's the champions tour and uh, how it's evolved from the BC Open right straight through. And a lot of tradition with this golf tournament. Oh, yeah. A lot of tradition in the parking, the lawn parking. The lawn parking. I'm excited to – I want to look into that again today because uh, there weren't really a lot of lawn parkers on Wednesday when I went out there because it was a Wednesday at noon on the Pro-Am day. So it wasn't so crazy out at the Dick's Open on Wednesday. There were a few What's people out What's real there. crazy is when the concert hits. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll do that tonight. I'll go out and – just say, hey, how many people can you fit on your lawn? Yeesh. Has anyone ever destroyed your lawn? What are they, the weird they, stories? There's, there's repair work that has to be done to the lawns, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to keep tradition alive. People got to park. And, boy, can you imagine the hotel people between all the parents that are helping the BU students move in and all the people that are in for the tournament. If you want to find a – if you were planning a wedding for this weekend – 
I'm, I'm sure you found out very soon in your planning process that your guests were not going to get a room. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure hotels around here take reservations for like move-in days and move-out days and like graduations oh, like two years in advance. advance. Yeah. 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 I know when my brother graduated from BU, I know my parents had it like a year and a half in advance. Like, yep, this is the graduation day. We know the graduation day, so we're going to book a hotel. And we weren't even in Binghamton. Like, we couldn't get a hotel in yeah. Binghamton. Oh, we yeah. were like Absolutely. half an hour out. And then you got the golf tournament on top of that. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Busy weekend here in Binghamton. There's going to yes. be a lot of cars on the road. Yeah. And, uh, you know, restaurants very busy and good for them. Yeah. And you know what? Speaking of cars on the road, I do have to give a last minute shout out to Mother Stacy, Aunt Peg, and Aunt Sue, who are now driving to New Hampshire for the weekend. And they you can't have, get there from here. Yeah. They have specifically requested a shout out. So this is the shout out to Mother Stacy, Aunt Peg, and Aunt Sue. On James' birthday. On um, Yeah, but don't tell anyone it's my birthday. Don't tell anybody. Nobody knows. Nobody's listening. No. It's 7.45 on WMBF. News Radio 1290, 7.47 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Also this weekend on Vestal Parkway, Binghamton University students are going to be moving back into campus, so you might see some additional delays and give the new kids a break. They don't know where they're going yet, so plan some extra travel time. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are posted in the area. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton was supposed to reopen earlier this week. It didn't reopen. Now it won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 81% humidity. Maybe might see some fog still out there on the Binghamton roads in some areas. Today sunny with a high near 83. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 62. Tomorrow a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 85, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low near 63 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. And Sunday, slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 82, a 50% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy, a low near 63 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. It's 7.50. You're listening to WMBF. I'm Vince. WNBF. 
7.51 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. Dodge may be known for loud V8 muscle cars. But now the brand is singing a different but still pretty loud tune. Tony Kiroga is the editor-in-chief of Car and Driver. He says Dodge's latest concept vehicle is the electric Charger Daytona SRT. It'll have 800-volt architecture, so it'll be capable of recharging its battery very quickly. And it looks exciting. He says the styling is inspired by the 1968 Charger, and it comes with something new for an EV, an exhaust note. They have come up with a system of tubes that sort of act like a speaker that creates, I think, an over 100 decibel um, sound. The production version is said to hit the road in 2024, not a moment too soon for Dodge, according to Kiroga. So when these muscle cars come out, that'll pretty much be um, their first foray into the electric car field. With Tech Trends, I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that pinata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. We are your pets, and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. Enroll, we say, we want you to be okay. Enroll, we say, take care, people, for goodness sake. Health insurance is now affordable. It covers prescriptions, hospitalizations, and preventive care. Visit GetCoveredAmerica.org to learn more. And take care, people. Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. George Springer went 5-for-5. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a three-run homer to cap a five-run second inning. And the Toronto Blue Jays routed the slumping New York Yankees 9-2. Jose Barrios bounced back from a pair of rough outings to pitch six and two-thirds effective innings. The right-hander allowed two runs on six hits, struck out nine, and walked one, playing designated hitter for the sixth straight game. Leadoff batter Springer had a double and four singles. It was the fourth five-hit game of his career. Coming off Josh Donaldson's walk-off grand slam against Tampa Bay, New York lost for the 13th time in 17 games. So clearly that walk-off grand slam, not enough to spark an offense that's been asleep at the wheel since the All-Star break. The Jays and Yankees face off again tonight. Going for the Blue Jays, Kevin Gaussman, an 8-9 record, 3-16 ERA. For the Yankees, Jamison Tyone, an 11-3 record, 3-95 ERA. Max Fried outpitched Jacob deGrom ever so slightly in a matchup of aces, and rookie Michael Harris II bounced a go-ahead double in the seventh inning that sent the Atlanta Braves over the New York Mets 3-2. Braves rookie Vaughn Grissom scored from first base on Harris's grounder to shallow center field. In the ninth, Mets star Francisco Lindor was caught in no man's land on the bases and thrown out. The Braves won three of four in the series, moved within three and a half games of the NL East leading Mets. New York has dropped three of four. Freed lasted seven innings, giving up two runs and four hits with no walks and six strikeouts. 
DeGrom allowed five hits and three runs with no walks and nine strikeouts in six and two-thirds innings. It's a good opportunity for the Mets to put the Braves away in the NL East heading into September. Squandered that opportunity. The Braves now three and a half games back of the Mets. So it should be an interesting division race coming down the stretch here. The Mets will face off with the Phillies this weekend. The Mets right now 76 and 43 first in the NL East. The Phillies 65 and 52 third in the NL East. First game starts tonight at 7.05. For the Mets, Chris Bassett on the mound, a 10 and 7 record, 3.27 ERA. For the Phillies, Aaron Nola, an 8 and 9 record, 3.07 ERA. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night against the Richmond Flying Squirrels by a score of 7 to 4. They got RBIs from Ashford, Cortez, Mauricio, and Ritter. Mauricio hit his 23rd homer of the season, a two-run shot in the fifth inning. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies will be back in action tonight at 6.35. You can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. Another sports story. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will serve an 11-game unpaid suspension, pay a $5 million fine, and undergo required professional evaluation and counseling following accusations of sexual misconduct by two dozen women. Watson was accused of sexually harassing and coercing women during massage therapy sessions while he played for the Houston Texans. The league had sought to ban him for at least one year for violating its personal conduct policy. Watson's suspension begins August 30th when he won't be allowed at the team's facility. He may return for the Browns game on December 4th in Houston. Cleveland traded for the three-time Pro Bowler in March, signing him to a fully guaranteed $230 million contract. It's 7.58. You're listening to WMBF. Want to say if you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ. Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, One more hour of first news on deck before we hand it over to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. But up next, ABC News.